blankets, no. <laughs> candles. <laughs> fire in here. No, it's lovely. I like it. It's it's the perfect temperature. It's the perfect yeah. environment. I love polytunnels. Or lighty tomatoes. <laughs> They're actually great company. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to The Sweet Spot on a Farm, episode 67. If you never listened to this podcast before, it's all about health and food and because there are many professionals out there who know an awful lot more about it than I do, the point of this podcast is for me to learn from those who know their stuff. It's my search for an answer to how can we achieve healthy body and mind with the resources that are available to us locally. I'm looking at what we can do to improve our health and what and how we eat to support it. My guests come from various backgrounds and are professionals in their field, and they all have a lot of valuable information to share to provide us with the tools we need to lead a healthy, happy lifestyle that is personal to each and every one of us. We talk about their work, their passions and their lifestyles, and we share cooking tips and plant-based recipes we can all easily make at home. And if you remember our previous episode with Baruch from Hahu Organics, you may recall a mention of a former volunteer who now runs his own organic market garden. And the volunteer is Michael, and I'm very lucky enough to talk to him and his partner Alex at their Four Leaf Market Garden in Ballinahinch today. Hi guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for um, (laughs) talking to me in your amazing polytunnel (laughs) with blight tomatoes. (laughs) It's not the best. We, we laid them all it? out there in a nice rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're gorgeous. <laughs> um, guys, uh, this is beautiful surrounding. I just like behind. Uh, I wish you all could see this, but Alex and Michael have a massive bed of courgettes behind them uh, <laughs> and they're just so beautiful i can still see the courgette like flowers they're so over. nice yeah at the end of the podcast we'll just be consumed yeah in them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <swallow> us up. <laughs> um yeah and we have cucumbers behind me yeah. and full polytunnel of tomatoes and herbs and all sorts of flowers all the good stuff all the good yeah. stuff exactly <laughs> it's just really beautiful thank you very thank much you. This is awesome surrounding. I just love it. I honestly this is one of my favorite things to um one of my f- favorite surroundings to do a podcast and this is mm. just amazing being surrounded by nature by food, vegetables, flowers. Yes. Yeah. So it's good to be surrounded by food. It's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never We're too, big never too far away, yeah. Sometimes not many tomatoes make it into yeah. the box. Yeah. <laughs> We eat them uh, along the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can imagine, especially the baby ones. They're oh, like yeah, nice. they're the best. Feel they free to taste like sweets. Away. Like yeah. you can. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I always you get and sick of them when like, you're picking them. And I don't, I don't think I've got sick of them yet, which is good because like I do eat a lot. Yeah, we do cucumbers as well. I'll just eat like a whole cucumber, like just when I'm in here. Like we we're quite short in cucumbers as well sometimes. Yeah, just, well, it's great for lunch. Them, like we would have a little picnic in here sometimes, and you're just like, oh, you pick a little cucumber or some tomatoes. Yeah. Great. Energy to keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> That's the excuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, um, you obviously run this uh, market garden together. Uh, you've been together for quite a while. How did you guys meet? That's a good question. So we went to high school together, um, but we never really talked to each other no. in school, did we? We were in the same art class. Yeah, never, in never the same spoke. art class, but never really kind of spoke um, until the last year of school. And I asked you to the formal. Yes. 
I don't know why I did that. It was kind of round. Why did you do that? <laughs> no, I'm not that way. But you know, <laughs> are you saying you regret it now? Yeah, I'm trying to say. I think um, yeah, there was a lot of pressure that time to find a date. I think even girls and guys would yeah. felt it, and I was delighted to get a little message through. Yeah, like, I, never I, spoken I knew to you were nice and all. You're like, oh, nice thank person. you very much. Just, <laughs> take myself out of the hole here. Yeah, so yeah almost um, ten years later, we're still here and just um, yeah. Do not have a lot. Have had a lot of ventures so far. I think there's a lot more to come, which yeah. is exciting. But we've definitely sure. changed so much as well. Oh, geez. You we kind of like grew up together because we were only like 17 when we met, 16, 17. Yeah, like I feel like we were totally different people yeah, I back feel like then. Too. And we've kind of both gone on a bit of a journey together. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of stayed the same path, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's nice to have someone as a partner who like gets what you're into and mm. like supports you and kind of uh, has the same sort of ideas because it, it kind of it gives you a bit of energy to go ahead and be a bit creative and not do the sort of typical um nine to five job you know like kind of push yourself past what's comfortable which is good so it's nice to have sort of yeah. like an inbuilt like support we got system, lucky that you know? we're both kind of i think we work well together yeah, in that sense yeah. yeah i think so yeah a good team we think so. <laughs> but the best team member is our dog Lenny we can't oh, we yeah. can't he is number one. <laughs> oh yeah I guy. saw him helping you harvest the kale very oh, important yeah. very, very important, important. dig the lettuce out yeah. <laughs> digging up beetroot that's his new thing oh yeah he can harvest beetroot I think now. he thinks the beetroot are like tennis balls or something yeah. <laughs> takes them for himself yeah. but yeah it's been quite an adventure but we're still kind of I think yeah. we're only just starting aren't we I know oh jeez okay yeah <laughs> so when did you guys discover your common passion for all things environment and for healthy living and sustainable living well when we started quite we were 17 and to be honest that wasn't even on our radar we were just very much like food was fuel our parents provided, provided the energy for us in the house we didn't really have all those connections yeah we were never really into that no we were just young and a bit sort of naive and just kind of took it all for granted and then would you say we went tra- traveling kind of helped a bit didn't it um, i think so yeah i mean because we we both did uni degrees i did engineering you know and i was just kind of standard you know into that kind of design and stuff yeah didn't really care about where the stuff was coming from or you know the environment or anything yeah and i did fashion and textiles and i didn't yeah. really click about the damage that the fashion industry does until kind of my our final year i think we kind of both decided that things kind of had to change in our own lives to be yeah, more sustainable kind of got an inkling I was kind of like ah uh, I wasn't really cut out for the office job sort of thing after I did a bit of placement work and stuff I was like I don't really know if this is for me we kind of felt like there was more purpose to life than yeah. just I think we always had a feeling that we wanted something a little bit different or a little bit you know like a different yeah. path but we didn't really know what it was and then from there we've always been foodie so we kind of looked into kind of getting really good projects like food locally and kind of kicked off that way and then we realized how much i don't know energy needed to put, be put into foods whether to get good quality thing it kind of it was like a snowball yeah. once you started on one thing i guess it was really traveling after we finished yeah. uni we went we both went um to live for a year in new zealand yeah and kind of just traveled around in a little camper van and like we spent a lot of time with families you know yes. like just uh we're like self-sufficient you know like homesteading and stuff and like living we had families grid. who lived in a yurt who had no electricity yeah. like you know families who Funny, lived out in the yeah. that had no and we just find ourselves like you know getting drawn towards those kind of like volunteering opportunities without yeah. like you know deliberately seeking them out we just kind of naturally when we were there we felt good about ourselves we yeah. enjoyed their their passion for life their alternative methods yeah. um of like living so yeah. 
it was kind of there. very much like we were like oh this is what we've been looking for kind of this is this it's is like really it all just like. clicked didn't it we we're like yeah this is yeah. this is us i think yeah i think this is what we want to it's do like a slow build this. it wasn't like yeah just like a slow build up and like oh yeah, yeah this is kind of that answered your question so i think we kind of veered off of it there but <laughs> sounds awesome like your year in new zealand sounds awesome oh, yeah amazing. definitely like probably the most like we went thing. to australia in the middle of it as well but we did something called whiffing where like there was like you can go onto a website and you can pick places you want to volunteer and you basically live there and they pay or they give you your board and your in your bed and you kind of work for a few hours a day for them and that was the best place to kind of get involved in the culture in like we volunteered with a family who ran a herbal tea business that grew all their oh, own herbs yeah. for their teas like they lived in a yurt and everything they lived yeah, in a yurt so. like it's just all these like crazy things that we just hadn't been exposed to yeah you know over here yet it just showed you that you didn't need to be like plugged into the grid like you could do things differently and still have a really good quality of life and just kind of yeah try something a bit different so yeah traveling was like we've always kind of been into alternative stuff yes but it just we were kind of explored it a bit more out there yeah. it's kind of scary when you live here because it's kind of very much a societal thing that you're like you're expected to go on and get a nine-to-five job and earn so much money and but get a mortgage and like a lot of pressure on young people yeah. like just i think that's what that. we felt yeah coming out of university yeah and then went away and we're like oh actually we don't need to do that we yeah. can kind of do something different kind of give us the motivation to try something different so yeah it's just the best the best and you thing did try something different yeah your house, didn't you? <laughs> yeah just yeah. a little something different yes, <laughs> tell me about that because yeah. your house sounds absolutely awesome oh, i proposed that to my partner it was a resolute no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can convince him yet. <laughs> so, yes, go on, please start your pitch because I'm dying to have somebody yeah. tell him otherwise. Well, in New Zealand, we lived in a van, and when I say van, it was like a large car. Yeah, and we like, like it was kind of the same size as that van there. That, yeah, I guess like um, for listeners can't really see it, but um, not sort very of big. like a Volkswagen T4 sort of size. That was the size. Yeah, of Ford our, Transit, just small van. Um, and we realized when we lived in there that we did not need much things or like we didn't need to accumulate anything we just had the clothes that we needed to wear a little bit of food and we were good to go and we're like we could do something like this at home we initially thought we would live in a big van didn't we and like work travel in the van yeah i mean we were kind of like we didn't really want to come back and kind of rent or like get a mortgage or anything like that because we kind of planned to do more traveling didn't we didn't want to like be locked down yeah yeah we were kind of like oh we maybe want to do more traveling or maybe we want to start something you know bit kind of alternative or something so i thought we'll just kind of stay light you know and sort of yeah not get tied down too much of anything so yeah and then the, the t- tiny house movement is big in new zealand it's almost like a normal thing to do like yeah, i remember we were really driving through this little town and there's this tiny house parked up you could go in and see it and we went in yeah like, that was the first one we'd ever seen because yeah. I, I always watched videos on youtube you know about them and stuff and yeah. i was like oh they're cool maybe i'll like see one someday and we just drove past them, and you were like, "Is that a tiny house?" Stop! And I was like, stopped. "No way!" Is it? <laughs> and <laughs> the company I built them, we we stayed in it for a night, didn't we? Stayed in one of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, because it was really close to where we were working. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool!" And we got there, and it felt like massive, felt like a mansion compared to our van. And we're like, "Yeah, we totally we're like, do yeah, this. right, that's what we're luxury. doing." Yeah, <laughs> you can get up and walk around. So um, we got home a little bit lost when we got home from traveling we kind of were a bit like oh shit we had a bit of a wobble we're like oh i should do the normal thing and rent a house or get a mortgage yeah then we pushed kind of through that and decided that we bought the trailer we're like right we're committed now yeah i was like right now we just do it get the trailer and then so it took us about how long a year to build to actually build um 
a lot of like late nights um a lot of ups and downs ups yeah and downs. i mean like i i'm not a builder i mean i did engineering but it's all just on the computer stuff you know like, yeah I'm i really not a builder at all. like i had to buy all the power tools and stuff like i didn't have yeah. any kind of idea With zero tools zero experience university um, of youtube yeah taught me yeah yeah <laughs> youtube basically just built yeah, the house, yeah. didn't it like just that's surprising um, what you can learn though you know yeah you just kind of figure it out. Oh, we love it. So it's very small. So you do the, the proportions, you tell about like the, the size of it. And yeah. Stuff. Well, I guess, I mean, just to describe it, the people listening, it's kind of, it's maybe two and a half meters wide and maybe seven meters long. So not that big. But yeah, it's built on a big kind of, um, big kind of flat trailer frame. And it's like one and a half stories. So it's got one kind of full level and then it's got like a little kind of mezzanine loft in which we sleep in which is like half a story so yeah we crawl into bed but. and we run on solar so we are powered by solar um yeah battery bank battery it's all banks, off grid yeah uh, apart from the water we struggle with the water we initially moved into the house last year during summer and uh, no was it during christmas i think um and we there wasn't enough rain to harvest we harvested a little bit but remember that really dry spell last year we had no yeah. rain so we have a little bit of water coming through which has kind of been good but um yeah we love the solar is a whole new way because you have to learn what and you can and can't power so for instance i can't like dry my hair have a hair dryer it's all very much yeah, you just gotta time it yeah. you gotta time it and then you gotta like make sure you're not using too much and keep it it's, we love it though like once you learn like what you can do like on a really sunny day you got excess solar you can get the um slow cooker going you can like cook something or you've very little solar you got to be careful you, like use as little lights and charge as little things as you can like mm. you do get used to it but it's just like a new way but it's nice like it's nice i feel yeah. like it kind of forces you to live more kind of with natural rhythms you know like in the summer you can use a lot of power and it's all like go 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 you know no worries but in winter you kind of have to slow down a little bit and just get the fire lit and you know relax a bit you don't have to kind of do crazy cooking or anything you know what i mean and you appreciate when it's sunny and you can use your blender like yes i can can blend (laughs) stuff or you can use like the smoothie machine you're like yes i got and the smoothie tastes so good because you can have a smoothie so you do appreciate things you know if i can run the straighteners i'm like yes i think i look all right today you know (laughs) so yeah like it just makes you appreciate like and it actually forces you to get outside of it too as opposed to being inside and plugged into something you know you're out and you're but like it's perfect for us at the minute um you know just size wise and i mean it's not it sounds small when you describe it but it actually feels really big inside yeah for us you know and we we cook loads of stuff in there and like we have like full-size oven you know normal fridge like everything's standard in it it's not like it's not really like a caravan at all no to be it's honest perfect. we live in an apartment it's probably not much bigger <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, people are surprised when they yeah, come they're like, yeah just, this is like proper yeah, big it's like we live in room space and a bathroom and yeah bathroom and shower like unlimited yeah. hot water like it's we're definitely not living no living it's, rough like it. it's like luxury to us you yeah, know yeah, so fun. how did you go about i know you said university of youtube but <laughs> how did you go about actually how do you even get started that's a very good question I and mean, how do you how do you plan it did you have anyone helping you with the plans for building it or did you literally just I think I just learn online. Your degree help you able to design it on the CAD. Yeah, and well, I was able to kind of to design it online first, you know, so it helped me kind of visualize it that way. But I really just like spent ages, like even when we were traveling, just researching it, you know, just to see, just watching a lot of like what way other people built theirs, you know, like watching build videos and stuff and seeing like, oh, okay, that's how they framed it and stuff, and even visiting people, you know, who were like building them and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, just watching really and just seeing. 
like yeah. to be honest like it's all just plagiarized you know <laughs> just like you look at you know different designs you're like oh, okay i like that bit you know that could work on ours and just take little bits yeah also like, trying things we tried things some things didn't work it's yeah, just like yeah. oh you know yeah it's just all yeah. remember standing in your mom's driveway with a little bit of rope like trying to rope out like what the house is going to look like and yeah. we're like yeah this is let's just go for it you know like there's no real but like it's not really that hard i don't think to build a house i mean <laughs> You know, you just kind of <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a tiny house, maybe a big house would be hard. Like, but you know, you just kind of yeah. bit of timber frame the walls. You know, like it's kind of like might be slightly easier for a normal house though, because when you're building tiny, you have to think about weight. So like, you need to think about like we couldn't have like you need to think about all the timber you're using, so you're not like using too much. And yeah. like, so it might be slightly easier there. I guess the engineering did help a lot. Um, but yeah, thought of. I mean, to be honest, I would probably do it totally different now if I was yeah. to do it again. So I was just kind of, you know, we'll start and then. See so how what materials did you use? So it's timber framed. So the walls are just timber, um, and then in between that, it's insulated with like a hemp insulation. Yeah. Oh, love kinda, it! Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, cool. it's very good. It was uh, quite we were, fun. Yeah, we were actually going to use wool, but it was kind of expensive, so we were like, okay, hemp it's a nice is like, medium, yeah. Um, and then I think it's like recycled bottles in the roof, like it's, it's kind of like a duvet nearly material. Um, yeah. we tried to get as much um reclaimed materials as we could, so all our windows are like secondhand. Yeah, so we got all the windows secondhand, and then kind of built the frame, designed it around the size of the windows. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, it looks quite odd, like all the different windows, but whatever yeah. we could get, we're like, we'll take. Yeah. We got a few windows for free, I think, didn't we? Yeah, um, just tried to keep the cost as low as possible, and then yeah. all the outside. We kind of did like cedar wood around the windows and then all the cladding is like um, corrugated steel, you know, kind of like a dark blue navy kind of corrugated steel. Mm. Um, I wanted to do it kind of all in wood on the outside, but it was super expensive yeah. to do it and heavy as well. So yeah. I was like, the steel is like strong and like really rigid and it kind of... The wood would be even more expensive now since oh, there's geez. worldwide yeah. shortages. We're so yeah. grateful we built it when we did. It would be impossible now expensive like to, high, yeah. Yeah, for us to, but yeah. Yeah, just copied what other people did. <laughs> yeah. I think that's nice to kind of think back, and that that seems like a lifetime. We've only really been living in it now. What oh, coming up two years in December, I think. Yeah. I yeah. So yeah, it is. It's nice to kind of like yeah to think about back. it again. You know, it was quite good fun that time, wasn't it? Would you have any tips for anybody uh, who would like to try and build their own tiny house? I would say for me is try and go and stay in one and re- see exactly what you want from a house so for me i wanted a big kitchen so the kitchen was the priority Um, other people might want a bigger living room or a bigger bedroom and also try and live with less things that's that's very like fluffy sounding but like think about can you downsize your wardrobe to like one little sort of section like is it possible for you to not have too many pairs of shoes like for me that's a very girly Mm. answer but I think you kind of have to think about it. Like, even if you stay in a tiny house or, some, or somewhere, something small, can you visualize get, feeling like yourself in it? Can you feel a little bit claustrophobic in it yeah. for me? Like Whereas renting, yours are more. Yeah. But even more. like rent an Airbnb, you know, like a little tiny space yeah. or a cabin, like there's loads of little small like horse boxes and stuff you can rent, you know, yeah. and just try and stay in one. But yeah, but it, I mean, building, eh? you can kind of design it around your priorities, if you know what I mean. So. If you like really want a bath and you just love having a bath at the end of the day, you can put a bath in. Like yeah. I've even seen ones with like a sauna and stuff in them, and like yeah. you know, I mean, so we have a we have a massive kitchen because we cook a lot. But yeah, some people maybe just will be cut away with you know like a little countertop sort of hot plate thing. Yeah, but just I don't know. I mean, for me, like building it, I would just 
like research a lot you know just watch as many videos as you can and see kind of what other people do and just kind of learn from that like there's so many resources out there and also just reach out to people yeah good you know there's, there's a lot of like like the new zealand tiny house facebook group and stuff you know and just ask people who've built other ones like that's what i did a lot just reach out to people and be like hey guys like what would you change or how did you do this and like what worked for you yeah or, i got yeah, so like... much feedback and help from other people who had built them already yeah um you know on kind of things they would do different so yeah ask loads of questions or ask me I'll tell you all the things not to do yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly me too yeah. so what is the number one not to do oh that's oh, not you bad um, oh not to do what would you change for us we don't have a um ventilation our ventilation's not the best sometimes in winter it can get a little bit damp in the house um so like for we definitely need an extraction fan in things that we didn't quite finish so like people always told me like try and finish the house before you move in we didn't we like moved in and there's things we haven't got done yet so finish it before you move in. finish it before you or like get it almost like completely finished like we were done when there was no electricity no toilet no anything like we just wanted to get in so like we need so yeah maybe just that's quite brave moving into a house without a toilet yes (laughs) well the lady whose land we built it on she was very gracious and she let us come in and use her toilet but like in the middle of the night you're like i can't really go in and use her toilet like put on a coat over my pajamas hello (laughs) so yeah just kind of yeah yeah yeah. we kind of rushed it at the end didn't we like just and try and enjoy it too like we we really enjoyed it not the end i mean not at the end but during it, it was quite yeah good like i mean sometimes i stressed a lot about you know things not going right but just just kind of enjoy it and kind of let go of the whole it having to be perfect yeah you know because you have like an idea in your head always of like this amazing you know what it's going to end up like but um it always changes along the way so just kind of try and let go of you know it having to be super perfect and yeah. super to your idea that was more advice and that was feeling sorry but we did make a lot of fa- i can't remember most of them now. i think i just wiped them from my memory like all the failures if <laughs> <laughs> you go on to our personal instagrams there's like um story highlights and i'm sure i put a few things that completely went completely wrong like for instance when we were putting the roof on we had to put this or was it the roof we had to put this waterproof membrane all over the house before oh, yeah. we put on in, or the the, out, the tin yeah and then we got a leak and it just leaked we had to take it all in through our, our um, floor our floor was all a mess we had to take it all off like double check so was... measure measure twice yeah 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 so like... <laughs> all of that yeah <laughs> i remember i had like um i had like one piece of tin left oh, you know yes. for like one of the sides and it was like it had to be like cut to a certain size and i like i like marked it out not but i cut the wrong edge of that <laughs> And it was like my last piece and I was like, no. I was like, I <laughs> yeah. So I had to go like all the way to the place and buy that like one more day. piece. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that was a but, yeah. bad day. But yes, it's, we can laugh about it now, can't we? Like yeah. it's all funny. Like, I mean, yeah, it's probably, I mean, I would do it different. Do you not know the rule to buy 10% extra? Yeah, yeah. No, I know that now. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that now, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. That was me being tired. The next yeah. thing we build will be awesome at it. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. Jeez, You're always learning, though. You never know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does sound like fun, I have to say. Yeah, good experience. And, like, we learned so much as well. You know, like me, I know so much more about, you know, building and DIY now. So. Construction of things. Yeah, like, like it yeah. was kind of an education in itself. Yeah. Which is kind of why I wanted to do it as well, just to get better at that. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have an education now because we're hopefully gonna be moving into our new home. Oh yeah. Um, in the next months. Um, and 
Yeah, getting an electrician today. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> That's tough going. I yeah. think by the end of our getting into the house and refurbing it to our uh, way, to, to, to our standard, uh, I might be a trained electrician yeah. by the end of it. Because uh, we're, we're like, there's nothing that urgent that can't wait, but I like to get things done, done like yes. now. I find it hard to like, <laughs> let go of controller stuff house. as well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I kind of wanted to do everything myself, like the gas and all, but I was like, no, I should probably get someone else to do all the gas stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for gas, you yeah. probably things do like need to like, have someone yeah, do that who's yeah. professional. It's like, your it? life kind of depends on it, so yeah. Probably <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. It was like waiting for him and getting him booked in. Whereas you are, rather just do everything yourself. I totally yeah. understand that mindset but for it's a sure, time but thing as well yeah for sure but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah education of life yeah, yeah. exactly exactly never exactly. never stop learning yeah <laughs> yeah although the gas things yeah guys please nobody ever try anything yeah, to do with gas yourself it's been a very good professional they are yeah. sure. that's not the kind of thing you should diy no definitely yeah. not but it's peace of mind as well like yes. you know it's done right you know like if I did gas, you know, like I don't know, I would just be sitting there, like, did I do it right? Or? Well, on on the other hand, you might not be sitting there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tiny house guys. might be no more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even think. Might be a that. tiny hole in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the trailer. Yeah. Back to the, the van. <laughs> um. Now, um, from tiny house to a uh, market garden. <laughs> Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Were you actually starting the market garden while you were building the house, or did you do the house first and then the market garden came? Yeah, kind of afterwards. House first. Yeah. Because we've been living. We didn't actually start this market garden until January of this year. Yeah. We'd already been living in the house a year, so yeah, we had a little tiny bit of a break to kind of. Because once we finished building the house, we were quite tired because we were kind of working. I was working a couple of jobs, and we were kind of building at night. And then we kind of have a, had a bit a few months to kind of get ourselves back and think what we wanted to do. Like we mm. didn't really plan this until we decided that we wanted to do something we were passionate about. But the market garden probably wasn't really in my head at the start yeah. of the build. Um, I was just kind of like, I mean, I was always interested in the whole regenerative agriculture thing, but I thought maybe that would just be something in the future I would try. Um, but yeah, I guess I kind of started volunteering in the walled garden. Um, kind of that was at the start of the build yeah we it? volunteered with Barry who was the, the guy a, before Burke um, mm -hmm. he was very inspiring yeah but that was like my first actual experience really of kind of organic gardening yeah and stuff. I had never had any I experience. did like a little kind of course there at the wall garden that was my first um, my first experience of the whole kind of organic veg growing that's the yeah. first time I'd ever been to it and I just remember coming into the wall garden and just being like whoa this is yeah. Crazy, like and all Barry the stuff. was so inspiring. He just made everything look easy, but like Burke, like just made everything yeah. look easy. I, mean, and I was relaxed. so inspired, but also at the same time, I was like, oh man, there's no way I could do all this. Like, yeah. And then yeah, next year then, um, Barry obviously left and Burke took it over, and then I started volunteering with him and just instantly, just loved Burke. I mean, you he's you know, so like he's just such a, like he's such a cool guy. Like he's just so you can't not love him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like so good. Um, but yeah, he really. He actually gave me the confidence to really kind of try it because so I was starting to think more then, you know, um, oh, maybe, maybe I could sort of dabble in this a little bit. And he, like, he was just so good at like simplifying it all and being like, like, listen, I don't, you know, I'm not an expert at any of this either. You know, like I don't have loads of experience. Like I just kind of 
look up stuff as I go along and like I make mistakes like you know these this doesn't work and stuff and I was like oh okay yeah you know it yeah. kind of like doesn't make it this crazy kind of hard thing to do and then it was Barry who kind of gave us the advice to kind of like try and focus on one thing so which is why we're called four leaf we're kind of mainly focused on green so mm. like wanted to get one thing right so if we could do a really good sort of year of greens like salads and kales mm. and cooking greens is it him that kind of made it almost achievable too like Berg and Barry are both so we're so grateful to them because it was like it felt a bit overwhelming at the start like what we could never live up to the wall garden like the amount of stuff they're producing so we're like well, we'll just try one thing try and get it really right so that was kind of so yeah it's thanks to those guys like yeah, for sure I mean, that, I, that was them but... I'm so grateful to them yeah I don't think they know you know how much that they've both inspired me. We owe them a lot. Before yeah. we could pay them in veg, but they grow their own veg. I know. Like, we <laughs> pay them somehow. I don't know what we're going to do. So, you, you guys are listening. Can do a veg exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> oh, salad for salad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, it's a different kind yeah. of salad. Yeah. Red salad for green salad. Yeah. yeah. There's so many kinds of lettuces. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, I so didn't many. know. Like, there's literally hundreds of types of lettuce. Oh. Like, what? I, don't think, I think we've only scratched the surface as well oh it's crazy yeah and I mean we didn't really have much experience growing before this I mean we really we got back from New Zealand and did a little bit in your mum very kindly let us take over her garden and made a few veg patches and loved it and then but we never really but I don't even think we've really done lettuce before like really successfully like no or never done tomatoes or anything never grew at your mum's garden yeah Yeah, never grew tomatoes from seed so yeah so I don't know why I feel like yeah (laughs) kind of a bit risky gonna do this but it worked out alright yeah totally won it you know and just but I kind of I was like I just didn't want to read about it for another year Um, you know and just to keep watching videos about I was like I'll just try and if it all like fails at least you know I'll learn from it but I feel like it's kind of the way I learn best is just doing stuff and like failing and sort of seeing how it goes and lockdown was kind of a good push because I was furloughed for a little bit and then um, people like the People wanted, were more interested in their local sort of area and the food produced around there. So it was kind of a good incentive to get going and get something really, you know, positive started. So it was a good kind of push. And we knew we couldn't travel anywhere or go anywhere. So that was kind of... Mm-hmm. Plus we got Lenny and we kind of felt a bit like we couldn't leave him behind. So we kind of <laughs> had to do something here for yeah, him. Lockdown project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so difficult at one point during the lock- lockdown for a few months to actually, for people who don't have access to local organic mm. gardens oh, and yeah. organic farms, like get anything from supermarkets. Yeah. There was yeah. lack of everything because obviously nothing was being imported. Yeah, yeah. Like empty shelves. So you wouldn't get... A, uh, an awful lot of organic vegetables in the supermarkets actually yeah. an awful lot of vegetables full stop yeah, it's yeah. just madness wasn't it it's mad to see. but one good thing that's come out of it is you, got, you get to see just how many awesome producers we have here like it's they've all kind of like stepped forward which is so good like we're just so privileged to live in such a cool place that has such. Good and it was great actually suddenly to see that there are, there have been quite a few producers who would normally produce for restaurants only. Yeah. yeah. And they had to step up and yeah. supply exactly yeah yeah the normal customer because obviously yeah. restaurants were closed. It kind of gave us, like Northern Ireland, I think, the confidence to prove that we can actually like 
provide enough food for ourselves well it kind of showed us because we've kind of been in exporting a lot of things importing a lot of things like we probably mm. can do kind of go back to older generations i mean stuff they? grows so well here i know, you know we've got no no excuse really to kind of get good produce going for ourselves again you know yeah and there's so much land in here oh, as well oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot exactly. of it is unused yeah yeah definitely i mean this is definitely a great push especially after brexit as well yeah. it's combined pandemic with brexit and oh, you realize geez. that it is really important to be self-sufficient and yeah. Yeah. Northern Ireland has a great setup because there's so much land and so much yeah. potential. Mm-hmm, and definitely. people who are interested in positive and regenerative agriculture and just... Yeah, they get so much more resilience, you know, if you can just know where your food comes from and, you know, it comes from just down the road, you know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing really can interrupt that or kind of break that down, you know, whereas if you're importing stuff from, you know, the far sides of Europe or somewhere, Africa or something, you know. It's, it doesn't take much to kind of throw that off the rails. Yeah. But yeah. And also, it's you, you can't never really compare the taste either oh because no, if you're no. importing stuff, it sits yes. on trucks yeah. for days. Long. Yeah. Now, post-Brexit, sometimes week. So <gasps> by the time it reaches here, it's half spoiled. And it's pumped with things and to keep it looking. Yeah. And and yeah. It's I don't know what they do to some of that stuff to keep it fresh. Oh, no you idea. Know. You don't want to know? I don't, I don't oh, think I want to I know. know. <laughs> I'm sure you probably know more than us. <laughs> Just eat locally grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing. <laughs> Lots of salad. But people always comment on, you know... Yes, the flavour. Actually, today I had a compliment from a guy who bought our salad and he's like, I've never had like leaves that taste, salad leaves that taste of things. And I was like, they're meant to, you know, they're meant to have some sort of a flavour and a yeah. crispness. And and it's literally, like, we're not doing anything special here. No, You know, it's literally not. just normal salad, but it's just, that's what fresh salad is meant to be like. You know, that's yeah. just what it's like, you know. That and it lasts, no... it lasts for like a week, two weeks in the fridge. Like, yeah. it's just what it it's is like. It's the fresh. soil quality. Like, you can tell yeah. if you have really good, naturally felt, yeah. fertile soil. Yes. That's not, not pumped, full of pesticides. It's not like yeah. drip fed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Then the vegetable definitely tastes of life, of yes. the natural goodness, so you know. True, so true, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can force stuff on, I guess, if you want to, you know, by like heated conditions or like, as you say, you know, pumping stuff into them or for artificial fertilizer and stuff. But I think t- stuff tastes a lot better when it's kind of hard. Yeah. You know, like a harder life or like it's been a bit. I kind of think as well, it removes the art of like farming and growing. Like I think anybody could put fertilizer on, like pump things into veg to make it grow. Whereas if you can kind of learn more about like the soil health, the like it's more of like a, I say art, but I mean like it's more of a skill. It's more of like a, hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I, I an know, understanding with nature, yeah. like working. And I know why people do it as well. Yeah, you know, I totally understand. It's it. like you know, maximize your yield. Yeah, and make more it's, money. It's and a profit thing, yeah, just yeah. to make it, you know, financially work. But um, it's, there's so much of a bigger picture, you know. If you're eating that and putting it in your body, you know, it's the whole kind of like what's well, you know what's in that, you know. Yeah. But you can it. also maximize your yield by. Um, using permaculture principles yeah. and yeah, yeah. companion planting and yeah. I mean you guys look how well you utilize the space here I mean you have loads of tomatoes here but in between you have I think I can see basil yeah um, and then we have French have, marigolds yeah you have marigolds like here and yeah. yeah just yeah, yeah I mean I feel like a lot of modern agriculture is just trying to kind of you know force like against nature you know they're just trying to like kind of force stuff into one way of thinking whereas you know nature has done it so perfectly 
you know, for so long that it's already figured out everything. You know, it's already like, there's no waste in nature. You know, it's already like a perfect system. So the closer we can get to that, yeah, totally you know, agree. it's better. It's better for the stuff you're putting in your bodies. It's better for the plants. It's better for the soil health. Yeah. It's all connected, I think, as well. You know, like yeah. your microbiome, the biome all around the plants, you know, the kind good of bacteria and all the microbes like in the soil, you know, it's all like, it's all sort of connected. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Whenever I was for load and I was helping Varen in um, Azora Co-op for a few months, um, when I was pretty much daily playing with soil, um, I never felt healthier. I mean, my digestion was at its best. My yeah. mood was pretty much awesome all the time. And I've recently been thinking, I've never seen a fat gardener. That's yeah. a very good point, actually. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Like, honestly, like, every single point. person I've met who's gardening, farming, has the kind of physical connection to yeah. the soil. Have you ever thought about that? They're yeah. all very slim and very point, fit actually. yeah yeah it's definitely it, to do with the microbiome was it barry he told me that if you get soil underneath your nails it, it, something to do with like um yeah like a hormone it really releases i remember it, like, that i remember helps your mental health yeah like, our mental it's like, like, it's like serotonin or something something like that i always remember that from the very first course i did at barry's yeah um, i remember i was doing things at his gar- at the garden and i was using gloves and he's like you ever tried not using gloves and getting soil yeah. in between your, like un- the, your finger i don't know what the science is but there's some sort of chemical reaction you know like yeah. having like skin contact with soil some releases serotonin like totally that totally makes like that. sense because now i always have soil in my underneath my yeah. nails but i and it always, was always like yeah make sure you know you eat like a few dirty carrots and stuff you know yeah we were always eating dirty yeah. veg like but for yeah, here, but but yeah you gotta have i totally agree with what you're saying like that's so true you know and the fact that the research is coming out to support that as yeah. well is just so but i really think so we're important. only like scratching the surface of that whole kind uh, of microbiome connection with the soil and plants in our bodies it is incredible like i've even um i be living in an apartment so i have only an indoor garden but Uh since i started growing microgreens i don't ever bother putting gloves on either i just i just uh, i plant a few trays of microgreens and at the end of it i have soil up my ears and everything but you know who cares it's like a gardener's um pedicure like you're always like, I'm <laughs> here, sorry <laughs> i proudly wear my um soil envelope my fingernails i oh, do yeah. wash my hands i promise but like <laughs> oh my hands are always there. dirty i actually i'm surprised i have no beetroot on my fingers right now because <laughs> yeah. i normally i used to put um uh like um silicone gloves on when handling beetroot but I just don't bother doing that anymore so then I would like for a few days I would have purple nails I love it why not (laughs) (laughs) beetroot nail varnish I I think everything kind of can be over sterilized these days and yeah you know it's just I mean I guess sometimes you need like you know cleanliness and sterilization but I definitely think a bit of good dirt I think uh, people are really scared of you know bugs and germs and stuff but which is probably a bit more amplified because of the whole COVID yeah, thing but like in reality the majority of kind of bugs and germs are actually beneficial you know like it's all a balance you know there's good and bad so if you just have more good then it kind of outweighs the bad but I notice that in the plants as well you know there'll be pests and stuff but there's always going to be some sort of creepy collie you know that that eats that pest you know so if you have more of like more diversity that's what i was looking for <laughs> if you have more diversity you know it kind of balances itself out 
Definitely. I, I do have to say that I was a little bit scared about the whole, you know, um, hand sanitizing all the time. Yeah. Like you have to hand sanitize. You touch something, you have to hand sanitize mm. before yeah. you touch something. And it's, yes, okay, we need, we need to do that yeah, to yeah. discourage the virus. Yes. But at the same time, like you're stripping. wiping the good bacteria, the good bacteria off your, your skin hands. and yes. I swear to god my hands at one point looked so bad oh. I thought I was stripping the entire skin off my hands so I had to look um, to buy a different hand sanitizer yes. that had like aloe vera and essential oils to kind mm. of balance it all yes. out and then of course me playing with the soil once a week doing the microgreens that helps as well yeah, yeah, exactly. but um, a lot of people don't do that and just sanitize 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 yeah. and then you're literally you're destroying your skin yes. and your natural biome yeah, of your exactly yeah. like you're getting rid of yeah you're getting rid of, of viruses bacteria, and stuff but yeah. you're getting rid of everything like all the beneficial bacteria you know yeah there's protection and all that as well exactly. talking, talking like i'm a scientist like yeah. I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i feel that's what i feel anyway you know yeah right but you know that's the connection to nature that people like yourselves have and that yeah. a lot of people unfortunately don't have when yeah, they true. live so far removed from anything and so I think it's so important to for people to even utilize their little gardens if they have but gardens. Definitely, I mean, yeah. I know in recent years it's become massively fashionable to put concrete up the backyard and concrete mm. everything and put all sorts of things, anything but green grass. And I think that's a mistake. You yeah. need a little bit of green. And if you yeah. have a bit of green, utilize it. Yeah. Grow yeah. something. Or even like grow some flowers. I've really been encouraged by growing flowers because the amount of bees and insects around flowers, it's just, it even, it just gives does my like lifts my mood when i see a little bee buzzling around my sunflowers that are yeah. no longer there but like just even just for your own just kind of a little look and see what comes along mm. and just like pick a or grow a cut flower and have a little sort of vase of it in your kitchen like do things like that just like lift your mood and just give you a wee well for myself anyway like i love that sort of thing you know so I pick wildflowers well. oh, wow. at any opportunity <laughs> we actually we went the other day um my partner took me to the butterfly place near Newcastle. Oh, yes, oh yeah, yes. yeah. And they have this little garden with a maze and like a beautiful garden. <laughs> and there's a, there's a big sign uh, for the public not to pick flowers. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> just looked at me. Oh, they knew you were coming. <laughs> you always keep secretaries in your car. <laughs> you never know when they're going to be needed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, wildflowers are just awesome. Oh, yeah. They're just like any kind of life oh, <laughs> in in, in your place it's just it it does lift immediately yeah, it does. there's always something you can do or yeah i mean obviously like it's hard like if it's hard you know if you live in an apartment you know like you guys are you know it's hard to get the space um but even stuff like I'm trying to think yeah like worm composting or something you know, like a verm vermicomposting you know for like kitchen scraps and stuff or if you had a bit more space maybe just even get a few hens or something and you know that'll kind of sort out all your food scraps and you get like free eggs from it so yeah yeah i unfortunately the house you're buying doesn't have garden big enough for that sort of yeah, experimenting yeah. but uh, definitely enough space to put a greenhouse and yeah. and oh, grow yeah. some food and put yeah, a little yeah. compost so we can have our own compost oh, oh, so it's proper yeah. compost but i'm so looking forward to it <laughs> i'm so excited about compost it's so I know, yeah. it really is i know who knew compost is so exciting <laughs> it is it is so exciting <laughs> um Guys, uh, whenever you decided to start with the market garden, 
Um, how did you go about starting? How difficult or easy was it to get started? And did you get any help? And what did your family and friends think when you announced we're oh. going to have a market garden? <laughs> I don't know if we ever announced it. I think we just like, actually by the way, we're I don't think this. they were that shocked because no. we, we had already done the house and yes. they, they thought the house was weird. But then they saw, when like, they you saw know what the I mean? house, they were like, I could live in this. So like, they were like, know. okay, right. I think they kind of know what they're doing. They're just strange, those two. They're just going to take yeah. some So the garden thing. was actually kind of like a safe option. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, um, okay, that's actually not too weird. And we were over, so this is, the garden is on my dad's farm. Um, so we were over one day chatting and he was like, I've got a little bit of land I don't use. Do you want to come around and see it? And we went and saw it and we kind of thought, mm, I'm not sure. And dad's quite a traditional farmer. So he was like, um, I'll plow it up for you and you can dig some veg. I'm like, no, we're going to do something different. We want to kind of um, put no dig beds on. We need to want to try and like improve soil health. And he was like, look, do whatever you want. Go on ahead. I'll let you go at it. Yeah. And as we started building the beds, he's like, you can have this little space here for a polytunnel. Yeah. So to be honest, they were a bit. The, everyone's been very supportive. Or my mom has, yeah. your mom has, like just That's your so dad lucky. has. Yeah, like, like so lucky for him to, to lend us this little bit of land. Ideally, we would love our own piece piece of land, and that is the aim eventually to kind of put the house and the land all together. Um, but for getting started and getting established, we've been very grateful to have like this and the resources. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't here. know, I don't know, I don't even know if we would have taken the plunge if he didn't kind of show yeah. us this little plot, you know. So there's was... very little opportunities to rent for like bits of ground and stuff like that sort of like yeah. land is tied up here and like big sort of long-term rental yeah. things and we had, we had no real can i like remove the excuse to not do it yes so i was like oh damn so in a way <laughs> we're grateful to our family because they almost did give us the push yeah you know like they're all they've been very supportive yeah. so we're very very lucky with our families we've got really good supportive siblings and family around us and yeah, yeah. i just started building the beds a lot of yeah wheelbarrowing compost yeah oh i saw a picture on her instagram with baruch helping oh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wasn't here that day but when i came back they had built so many beds. yeah that was like They're the so best bed building day ever yeah yeah baruch and um terry i don't know if you've met terry have you from hardy growers the mushroom the mushroom, mushroom guy oh he's fine so he used to, we both used to volunteer at the wall garden with baruch um and we kind of like we just knew each other through that but it's funny because we, I always talk like maybe you know someday I'll have like my own market garden and he's like oh yeah maybe I would do like mushrooms someday and you know like jokingly kind of yeah. uh, and now we're like both doing it so it's kind of weird um, but, yeah, but yeah he'd actually be a good guy to talk to you That's a yeah good he's fab he really is I'm, I'm actually his name's on my list from yeah. whenever I talk to Burr oh, oh nice yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yes we're very very lucky we really do and friends as well have been very supportive yeah yeah. Building beds is a hard work. I remember oh, doing yes. that in Azora. Oh, but I, at the end of the day, you feel like you had a full yeah. day workout. Yeah. Probably in the best shape of our lives at that time. You know, we've got more beds to build this winter, and I'm not saying I'm looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to the feeling <laughs> of it after. Yeah, I totally underestimated like the amount of work it was oh, to like just... you know, wheelbarrow that much compost. Yes, I don't know how many tons, multiple. More than twenty, two times twenty-six tons. I must have like fifty tons. Fifty at least, odd like, tons of compost. Of compost like. Yeah, I remember the days when I was counting the, 
the wheelbarrows. Oh, yeah, 20, yeah. 30, 40. Oh, I need to go home. Like we can do two more. And they're like, no, five more. And then yeah. <laughs> Hard in winter too, you know, when it's like raining down. And oh, like and the I was, was trying to like reward myself. Okay, five more and then I can go to the toilet. Yeah. Ten more. <laughs> then I can go and have lunch. Yeah. <laughs> lunch is always so... And then we yeah. spend far too long at lunch. Like, Another five. Cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to get out oh, after lunch geez. again. You're like, oh. Warm. A piece of chocolate ever finished yeah. this bit. <laughs> oh jeez yeah oh, and a hot bath at the end of the day as a oh, reward oh yeah uh, watch a movie at night time or something yeah. oh, I'm looking forward to that again. oh good fun <laughs> Char- character building yes that's what it was <laughs> so when you built the beds mm-hmm. um, did you have I suppose obviously the experience from the walled garden was mm-hmm. uh, really handy but you guys obviously you said that you were really set to the, the lettuce and the chaos and the kind of all the greens yes but i can see that you obviously have other stuff here <laughs> how were and there are so many varieties of lettuce and different varieties of kale and different varieties of greens so how did you yeah, decide what what was Ooh. the did you like flip a coin or did you just point fingers randomly at the types of greens you were gonna grow Got a little bit <laughs> oh, carried away yeah, yeah. Lost on, like seed websites but that looks like a lovely type of lettuce yes yeah, it's that very it's lovely, very like, yeah it's very hard going through seed websites it's and like looking at all the cool photos. a kid in a candy shop or a toy site. You're like, I just want it, just want it all. So I like, really had to read it in because yeah. like so many cool varieties, like stripy tomatoes and like all oh, this. Like, yeah, it's like we could have like all oh, rainbow tomatoes and like. But then we like after like pulling ourselves back, we just thought about flavor. So flavor was the most important thing. So mm. picking tomatoes that were going to produce enough and have a good enough flavor. So we didn't really want to go around to the tra- traditional yeah. route, like the Ilsa Craigs. Which are very well known here. Like wanted like more yeah, of a just like nice flavorful tomato, nice like, standard red, really good tasting cherry tomatoes. Get yeah. the flavor right, and then next I mean next year we can add in some more funky things. But yeah, flavor was our main. Yeah, but to be honest, like I mean, I didn't really know like anything about varieties, so like I was literally just going off the seed websites because I, I just didn't have the experience. Like I was just kind of yeah. and then it would come from experience though, like making our first salad mix, like making sure, seeing what that looked like in a bag. Did it look like appealing in a bag so like i think the first the first like lettuce bed we did was just like a random mix from one of the websites wasn't it yeah and then we kind of figured out from that like oh that's like a nice variety that looks nice in the bag just a lot of trial and error yeah yeah trial and error still a lot of trial and error still a lot of trial and error it makes it fun we're enjoying that and every mix we do almost every week is different so it keeps it interesting for people who are buying our mix and you know like learned so much like next year you know lettuce would be my nightmare because lettuce it's it's kind of slow to start well mm. depends on the type but then yeah. it can shoot into oh. seed yeah. and flower very quickly anytime yeah, yeah. Yes. really quickly so you have to be really quick once you see that it's like ready it yeah. needs to get back because before you know it you're gonna have it shooting oh, to the sky yeah. and then it starts flowering yeah, and then it's awful a few weeks we're like we're gonna have no salad here it's all that, that really dry spell but we managed to kind of get some sort of yeah greens, it's a like, difficult thing to plan for you know yes to get um you know like consistent kind of crops you know like each week um because you, know, you have shops. to stagger so don't you yeah. you have to yeah. stagger so and then stagger but then there's, there's so much variation throughout the year so like you know the spring you know start of the year everything's kind of slow so like yeah. and then it all kind of squishes up together at the summer and everything just goes crazy and then you know kind of towards the end of the year like now kind of october time everything sort of slows down again and it all like you know Spread everything out. takes so much longer so it's like 
always changing and that's been a hard thing is consistency like we've we have never missed a week in terms of harvest but making sure we don't overcommit ourselves or we need to sell more like making sure we're always getting a good Mm. enough order in shops or to customers oh yeah that's been our main aim and i think we've achieved that for our first year pretty well but we always know we can improve things and maybe offer other things and more varieties but trial and error is is the main i mean i tried to do it like a fancy spreadsheet like crop crop plan thing i was like oh i'm so organized at the start of the year and like the first two weeks it was like totally messed up so it's like from then on i've like just been guessing so i was like i think we should sew today yeah Yeah, let's sew today a bit more lettuce don't we yeah let's do a bit more yeah yeah it feels like we haven't sewn in a while let's do some sewing yeah yeah Yeah, that's very much how it's run now we're definitely not pro (laughs) and did you have a plan at the beginning about how you're gonna sell it we can yeah well so right before we had worked there's another um there's like a local farm called millbank farm so we i worked on the farm just to kind of get you know a bit of part-time work and i was like oh i'll get a bit of experience on like a farm just farmer lifestyle i guess yeah. and then you worked in the farm shop yeah um so he had kind of like formed a relationship with them and they were like they're like um a really good farm shop so they're like yeah you guys um you guys can sell to us if you want because there wasn't really anyone else doing kind of local, um, good local greens, greens for them. So we very like tentatively like made up a bag of greens and brought them in. And we're like, would you like to try some? Yeah. And um, the owner was very very supportive and just kind of yeah took on. And then from there we kind of just got a bit more confidence and ventured out yeah. to other shops. And but that helped us as well make the jump because we were like, okay, we kind of have like guaranteed like, get you know some yes. some sort of sales through them. Yeah. Um, even if we you know. And then we'd never really planned to do we do a little sort of green scheme as well once a week we've got once a week we've got a few customers there and we never planned to do that but then we kind of had an excess at one point and we're like let's try this as a way of selling direct to customers because we kind of wanted to meet i am lucky in the shop i get to meet a few people who buy our salad etc but i wanted to meet kind of on more of a get to know the person a bit more who was buying our salad and get to know what they like mm. so and um, we didn't expect to do that but now we're in week 16 week 17 next week of our green scheme and we're loving it it's really good um but yeah it's kind of like trial and error again like what works for people what do people expect mm. um how much to give to people like it's all we kind of just went like when the, when the ball got rolling with selling to shops we're like let's just try other things and we try to market as well that was fab um, a lot of work but it's just knowing how much produce so we kind of like overcommitted to the market maybe stripped ourselves a bit too bare for produce and it's like knowing all these things so next year we can target more yeah. towards markets to, towards maybe a bigger box scheme or yeah no box scheme and more shops so I it's kinda just said yes to a bit of everything this year yeah just to try it and see what we yeah. enjoyed as, as well you know so yeah and it's also figuring out how much time each thing takes like for a shop it's quite quick we can harvest and put a lot of produce in whereas the green scheme it's a bit more time to kind of pack and then deliver and meet people and we love meeting people but it just takes more time it kind of takes away time from the garden so Mm. it's just about balance sort of a thing we're figuring that out yeah hard to know hard to know which way to go yeah guys and is it just the two of you do you have any volunteers do you have anybody helping you just the so, two of us sometimes my cousin um, would come down He's you know fab. for like a few hours to kind of help plant and stuff and strip beds so that's really great yeah but harvest we're pretty much we've got kind of our wee systems going and we're quite sort of like sleep now and quick so mm. like it's it's been great the two yeah, of us we've got a good wee system going don't we yeah actually growing it is i find the easy bit yeah i find it the easiest i find like selling it and like managing all that you know 
actually the hard bit i guess i don't really come from that background so maybe that's why yeah. i find that hard but. it's also a confidence thing at the start we were like is this going to be good enough yeah. but now we've met people and we've had our salad not necessarily good know that we grow it and we've told, given us good feedback and mm. um, it gives you a bit of confidence yeah. Like, yeah we can sell this here we can it's, do it's this it's super easy yeah. to undervalue you know your own produce you know because you're like oh is this you know it's not quite perfect or is the yeah. shape or something but in an ideal world like if we didn't think about money we'd, we'd just give it all away like please take please but it has to pay for itself somehow mm. and hopefully get a wage from it at some point too so yeah 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 but this confidence it's, it's the imposter syndrome isn't it yes. we all have it it's it's I'm incredible how many like and yes it's always the most talented and genuine people who suffer from yeah. this it's it, but it's incredible we all have that yes it's yeah. very and even when I work in the shop people would come in and compliment Four Leaf and I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm part of the Four I wouldn't like not the best at like shouting out but even hearing that it's a bit like wow they really they like that like yeah, that's yeah. mad it's all it's weird like, it's strange because neither of us have been self-employed before either so it's yeah. that whole thing as well you know so do you guys guys both do you uh, still work part-time and is this just the part-time thing or do or are you planning on going full-time yes. into this so i work three days a week in the shop and teach a little bit of piano um and michael you do i'm just one day a week on the farm now but um, the the ultimate aim is to both be full-time at this so yeah. next year next year i think i could probably well i'm hoping i'm hoping to do some kind of um layer hens you know kind of like out on on sort of the grass and stuff next year so i guess that'll be full time so we'll be going into like chickens and eggs next year and kind of diversifying yeah (laughs) we would love to it's the ultimate dream is to i mean yeah the ultimate goal is yeah to have wages from this too like modest we're not we don't need too much but like just to be able to put more time into it because we're a bit sort of stretched at the minute and kind of feel like we're not doing anything properly sometimes um mm. so yeah that's the aim is to be yeah. completely we've got plenty more ideas for the future as well so it's not just the the market garden it could hopefully expand and do more yeah so. like i mean the market garden um you know it's just kind of to get us started but i would love you know eventually like a mixed farm sort of um you know i love all that sort of regenerative agriculture stuff where everything can kind of feed back into each other thing you know other things in loops and stuff um, and yeah. kind of reduce the waste and stuff so yeah i'd love to wake up on my own little permaculture bit of land and you know walk out in the morning and you know check all the animals and harvest crops that yeah. would be the dream we'd love to like maybe like eventually ego, one day home bu- ego, home yeah house, come and like, stay in the tiny house like just have a place where we could all like and we teach classes we could get yoga people in to teach yeah yoga, i like, like that whole kind of yurt. community idea as yeah, well like, you know like um maybe like give people some maybe space of land to do their own growing like cool just, businesses yeah acres. so this is just the start so we've got a long long oh, we're a bit I- idealistic kind of sometimes yeah. I think you kind of have to be sometimes you kind of have to be a bit oh you got it yeah got a dream yeah. for something you, you know and just have a few ideas and go a few for pipe it. dreams yeah yeah but you can definitely if anybody can make things happen that's the two of you because a lot of people talk about like tiny houses and round houses and eco houses and self-sufficiency and it's mostly just talk or dreams whereas you just went and built one yeah good point actually it is quite hard though like you you can have these dreams but you have to like force yourself you're like I'm going to do this let's just try it because it is very easy to have it's definitely given us a lot of confidence though doing all those past things you know because like you literally just like doing the, doing the tiny house and stuff and just seeing what other people have done you know 
literally whatever if anyone else has done it like you can literally whatever anything else you know anyone else has done you can do it yes. like it's just a matter of doing it it's a confidence thing again isn't it and just traveling was the best thing for that and like getting out and meeting people yeah i mean you always just set up all these own barriers in your head but you know if you just if you want to do something badly enough you know you can just make it happen just do it I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a motivational. So are are you are you expanding ne- ne- next year? Then are you gonna have more crop varieties? That's a good question. I don't know. I haven't even planned. We thought we definitely know we're doing chicken. Wait next when year. you're browsing the seed bank yeah. again. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no salad next year. Like everything would never. No. <laughs> no, the chickens are kind of are for sure going to happen next year. We were kind of committed to that, haven't we? Um, so we'll have eggs next year, and then alongside that we'll have kind of, more beds as well. Yeah, we're expanding beds. And yeah, polytunnel. We'll be more, more lettuce varieties. Then. More lettuce varieties. We'll have to grow endive. Yeah, actually, I would Chicory love to do that. And yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like the best salad ever. Oh That's yeah. When all if and it all so the cool winter, well. yeah, yeah, and if all the winter salads fail, True. this one will always survive. It's yeah. just so I love and I. Oh okay, yes, I that's gonna be on our list one, yeah. for next year. We've got a few things people have suggested that we'll like put on the list and try and kind of. Yeah, we've got a lot of like little berry bushes to plant and we fruit yeah, trees. Yeah, we've given stuff. a lot of berry things, so like we'll just get all that going and aubergine, stuff. I love to do aubergine in the yeah. fall. Melons. melons so we'll pull, we're going to pull back on tomatoes next year a wee bit and do some other cool like aubergines like yeah make some space for some other cool stuff yeah so yeah i don't know uh, we'll see kids in a switch <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know. I totally feel that whenever i need to order some coco coir or some microgreen mm. seeds oh yes I always end up browsing the whole seed section and what else could I try? I what try else could I try? And then suddenly, before you know it, like my basket is like 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I can't. I, I, I said my limit was yeah. going to be 50. And then it's like... Because it doesn't seem much. It's like, oh, 150. Yeah. And you're like, this is like nothing. And yeah. then uh, you're like, you add like 100 things and you're like, oh yeah. I know. Good. Okay, which seeds I will not order? <laughs> which will I give up? I know. And it's like, Oh, no. I don't want to give up any. <laughs> I know that feeling well. Especially with fl- me and flowers and edible flowers and just want to grow it yeah. all, you know. I just... it's, hard. it's kind of a balance because we kind of need to make it like financially work as well. So part of me is like, you know, we kind of need to have, you know, specific things like pair it back a bit and not yeah. go too crazy and kind of have some, you know, stable stuff. That each bed has to be productive and make a certain amount yeah. of money. So each bed has to kind of I mean, there's only itself. so much experimenting we can do, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always want to kind of leave a bit of room for... For sure, it's quite easy to forget, isn't it, that oh, this is actually yes. a business. Yeah, yeah, like we enjoy it, but it has to be... If it's it going to be sustainable, money. like we have to, you know... Yeah. I love to do it for free, like. But. So would I, and we're not asking for much money. It's just enough money to sustain ourselves and be able to pay for cover our costs and stuff, which we've done pretty well this year. But yeah, every year is different, you know. So it's just gonna be, yeah, good a good trial next year. See what we can do and see if we can improve <laughs> on it. And and are you going to do what Baruch does? That you're gonna take a break for planning over the winter months, or are you gonna run the market garden full year? Uh, I think so at the minute I mean we're going to plant out stuff you know like a lot of leafy stuff especially in the polytunnel you know like spinach and kind of baby kale mixes and stuff like that so there will be a bit over the winter I think um, but it'll definitely be slower yeah Um, maybe one harvest day a week or something I was thinking that and then yeah. maybe at some point you know I will just cut it off but yeah I, I do like that idea of a break 
it's important to have time to like reflect on things and look back we've got so much like data and like yeah. we've like a lot of things we need to look at and what's worked and what hasn't worked so it's probably going to be good for us plus we've got to build chicken mobile or an egg mobile we've yeah. got to build like a lot of stuff and build more beds so and um, we've got a lot of like infrastructure things yeah. to do as well so it's kind of yeah i mean it's been my first kind of growing season you know full on so it's kind of crazy once it starts you know you kind of don't really get time to catch up on Never, your thoughts yeah. so be nice kind of at the end of the year yeah yeah as you say. for sure and talking about uh building and more beds and things um i'm really cur- curious about are there any jobs on Ah. at the garden that you really really love and can't oh. wait to do and are there any that you absolutely hate to, to do? do I love reading this quite. Um, so you go first so okay hmm I think I actually kind of like harvesting so I mean I like kind of picking the tomatoes and stuff um, but I like it when picking the tomatoes or eating the tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly eating. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this one has a mark. Yeah. Um, I like. I really like if I have like a nice like bed of lettuce or something. You know, when it's like really like nice condition, and I can just like go along and like cut it and like you feel like a full crate and it's all it's like really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and then the flip side of that is the worst. Is like. The clean up after the after harvest. harvest so it's like <laughs> so you've done like i don't know three or four hours of harvest and it's been all go 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 and then you get back from delivery and you're like i just, I just want to have yeah. a cup of tea but no there's like we kind of leave it like a bomb site you're yeah. like oh, harvest everything you're, pack you're, go you're trying to get things packed quickly and f- keep it fresh and you just trying to like as you go you're trying to grade the bed so certain leaves won't, won't, won't make the cuts you got to take them out and put them on the wee pad so it's the it's the cleanup if we could get someone in to just like like a little magic fairy to just tap it all clean yeah. again like it'd be lovely Pick you up know all the, all the, the old lettuce leaves yes yeah. or just we should train lenny up he should just be useful somehow you know yeah. <laughs> sure you yeah. could just eat the he could what's, what's kale going on did, here didn't make the cut yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like the hoover walking behind yeah. you i would love yeah. that you know? <laughs> i think so i think so yeah like, that was just like the, the best but it's like the best and the worst job on like the same day so it kind of balances out yeah it does true true what about you alex I think I'm kind of the same. I'm I'm not a massive fan. At the start of the the year, we did a lot of planting out, so like from the modular trays, that was quite. It's kind of hard on a your lot back. Of bending down, yeah. Um, that wasn't. I wasn't a massive fan of that. But as it's gone on, we've done less and less. I'm enjoying it more and appreciating it more. Favorite thing is probably harvesting as well and kind of edible flowers. I love doing my edible flowers, like for dreamy things for me. I love like creative things. I'm kind of an artist like um, that's my like me and dry was like arty farty things so that's like me i think i kind of yeah. like the packing too actually packing is quite therapeutic like yeah sometimes i mean i hated it at the start because it was kind of stressful but yeah. um now i like we once you get in you know you get like the the beats like really going you know like good tunes yeah and, or like on a the podcast speaker. on and then we're just and you're just um, like flying you get into a good flow with each other like we don't even have to really talk anymore no we don't talk we have our own little jobs and we just get it done and, and just, just like boom 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 doing yeah. salad bags and like labeling yeah. I don't know in a weird way I kind of and like it's it. awesome like, load up, load up, getting the van loaded up yeah, with our loading up the van full like, of stuff and driving away it's, it's kind like of satisfying our, yeah it's cool like, it's a nice, you get a nice wee buzz from it yeah and that buzz should help us do the clean up but sometimes it doesn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah. yeah I don't blame you the clean up doesn't sound like fun no it's not <laughs> never no. fun no yeah. that's alright it has to be done yeah. yeah it's important for us to keep beds clean and tidy mm-hmm. and you should get a bench for the sewing for the for the planting yeah we do mm-hmm. have a really good sewing um, bench down in there it's just more like the prick, uh, popping out the little sort of seedlings and putting them on you're like digging them into each bed like it's a lot of 
we were doing like 20 or 30 beds like at one point it was just yeah at the start of the year it's a lot of yeah planting out the beds and stuff you're kind of bending down for like and a then covering hours. them in fleece and then the check and then you gotta take the fleece off there's a lot of that but i'm actually looking forward to that next year like it's the funny of the job mm. you kind of get kind of dread you kind of look forward to it again you know because it'll, it'll be the meaning of like new it'll kind of mean that there's new life new seedlings coming along mm. so so yeah like i'm looking forward to it so to be honest we love every bit of it don't we like it's, yeah. we wouldn't be doing anything else yeah i mean so. sometimes you have kind of hard days and stuff but um you know we always like even when we went away for a little break there we were kind of like keen to get back at it yeah you know we always kind of look forward to getting back into the garden so yeah i guess it's a good sign yeah. and have you got a favorite veg to grow Ooh, favorite veg and to a favorite one to eat Ooh. Or would actually, it be the same? I actually have <laughs> really liked doing the cucumbers. Yes. And the, to be honest, they were a bit of an afterthought. Um, I wasn't sure how well they would do because I've never done them before. Um, but I kind of just put them in after the tomatoes and they've been, they just like completely took over and like they grew way faster than the tomatoes. But it's just so satisfying harvesting cucumbers, it like is. just snipping them off and yeah. yeah. And I love eating them too. I just pick them straight off and me too like you never taste a cucumber that good from the supermarket oh they're I like know. it's nearly like a watermelon or something so like sweet the taste. and yeah. so for me it's been cooking greens so we've done a lot of like tatsoi which is like a relative of pak choy like alternatives to spinach it's like there's so much more out there than just your generic baby leaf spinach and like kales and cavalos because mm. i cook a lot and when i get, to get a big batch of greens i always take home the stuff that doesn't quite make the grade for shops and just I just love it's quite therapeutic standing chopping it and just it's that that I just absolutely love and there's so much more options out there than just as I say the spinach the baby leaf there's so much more tasty options so I've loved exploring that and kind of in the shop it's been it's been nice to see people like questioning so what is this what is tatsoi and when they use it they come they come back they're like well, I want more I want more so mm. it's nice watching that whole cycle of things you know so Herbs are always good too because they smell so good when you pick them. And you like can't basil. compare the flavour of like grown yeah. our homegrown coriander to like shop bought yeah. stuff. The smell just and the pack house just smells like oh, coriander or, or basil, basil or, or just basil and tomato smell. Can't beat it. Favorite polytunnel snack is a um, tomato wrapped in a basil leaf. It's just <laughs> like the best. Oh my so god! All we do is eat. We don't actually do any work. We just <laughs> surprised we ever have any veg to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Between us and Lenny, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tomatoes are awesome. I uh, actually, last week when I got my box from Birk, I uh, took the red baby tomatoes and I chopped them mm. into, sl I sliced them onto mm. a blade and I picked up um, this uh, cashew mozzarella style cheese Ooh, um, okay, yeah. from Nourish Good Food. And I sliced it on top of the tomatoes and then put some um, capers on the plate and then sprinkled some microgreen basil. And oh, oh my God, yeah. it was so tasty. I can believe yeah. it. It's like almost like intensive flavor, I'm sure. Like so like, yeah. oh wow. But like just so simple as well. You know, yeah. if you have good ingredients, it doesn't need to be complicated or, no. or fancy. Yeah. It's just the, the flavors of yeah it's, it's incredible it's it's a bit like your cucumbers i mean homegrown yeah. cucumber has a flavor yeah. cucumber even if it's organic yeah doesn't really have a flavor so true, so true. Yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah and like you just know it's good for you like you know it's better for you and growing more as well i've gotten kind of more into like um 
preserving and pickling and fermenting and like because you don't want to see anything go to waste so i'm mm. like I'm, I'm like a stickler for anything that's going to waste so we've pickled a lot of cucumbers we've made beetroot chutney and i'm planning on making um green tomato chutney like just awesome. it encourages it to be um i don't know a bit more resourceful and you know nothing more more sufficient self-sufficient and just and also giving as well i've enjoyed giving little pots of things to people mm. and just you know it kind of encourages this whole kind of nice lifestyle and you know more of a community yeah, sharing, and sharing and yes i've enjoyed that too so yeah so um your favorite to grow are then the greens the Cooking kale greens. Is, is it is it favorite vegetable to eat as well i think so yeah oh to be honest i i love anything i'm not really fussy like <laughs> i thrive like i don't really follow recipes i just kind of like like to read a cookbook and get inspiration and just go from there so i kind of like let sounds so silly but let the the, the veg kind of lead the whole the, the cooking and the what i'm gonna cook so like anything i'll eat anything to be honest i'm not um i don't think i could pick a favorite to be honest that's one. actually one of the things i've really enjoyed on getting the subscription box because yes. before i was quite reluctant to do a box i thought no, i have mm. things that i just want to buy and then yeah i just i have a plan and then yeah then i just went for it and yeah. i'm just like actually i don't like to have a plan anymore i like to just ah, yeah just match what i eat to what's in the box exactly yeah. and let the whatever's in the box lead me you can and kind of your body will tell you as well you're like i really need something like substantial and carby like good spuds today like you kind of Yeah, I kind of encourage you to be more in connect with yourself, like connect with yourself and what do you feel yeah. and kind of. And then like, you automatically eat with the seasons as well. Yeah, I'll bring home like say we've had like a rainy day. I'll probably bring home more kale because we kind of need more like hearty. Like it's funny that they kind of like click into that mindset. Yeah, so. And yeah, it encourages true. you to be more creative in the kitchen, definitely. Oh, yeah. And then I actually enjoy it more. Oh, true, yeah. true. Like when we when we grew up we lived in the house that was quite sort of far away from a, from a shop and my mum always made like recipes that she could never recreate because she just like put everything in them and that's what I remember the most and that's what was the most flavorful and the most was tasty so I kind of always like I kind of cook of, like her I have a lot I call them Alex specials yeah yeah and I can never recreate but like they're it's just like one off it's limited, a one off limited edition and you yeah. enjoy the flavor so if I more. ask you for a recipe yeah. <laughs> we're scared of it <laughs> I'm so scared everything I even every cook curry I cook is different you know yeah, it's yeah. just but it just makes for good good eating doesn't it, it? Like what about you Michael you, you love growing cucumbers so what's your favorite veg to eat hmm favorite veg to eat I think the tomatoes I just like the tomatoes yeah because I like the how versatile they are well technically they're fruit but I'll let you away with <laughs> oh okay <yeah. laughs> I'm call myself a grower yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i don't know i mean because you know you can eat the cherry ones raw or you know you can make like a super nice sauce out of the bigger ones and yeah you can do put them in a risotto roast them whole make sauces they can last you throughout the winter you know if you make sauces with them and stuff but yeah Ooh, risotto with yes. tomatoes yeah yes. yeah i've always that nice one that's the recipe i was gonna say so i think it, it's, it's inspiration from a jamie oliver recipe it's not plant-based but i made it plant-based so you kind of like roast tomatoes and you put the greens of the tomato tops in the veg stock that you're making and that kind of gives it a tomato-y flavor like or you can get some of the, the leaves vine. of the tomatoes you yeah get? yeah oh, yeah okay. so like you know like the, know the viney bit the stocky bit at the top like take that out sorry not not the leaves from the tomato plant sorry oh, i meant right. the viney bits from the oh, tomatoes yeah, yeah. i always throw it, it out yeah if you put them in the stock of the veg 
like the veg stock that you're making to put into the risotto that just gives it like a greenhouse like a polytunnel taste it just it just like smells mm. and tastes like tomatoes growing in a polytunnel like it's the best little trick I've and heard then, you can cook with the leaves as well oh, I've never with cooked with them leaves, before and um, it has that like tomato-y plant taste yeah that would, that would have been my recipe for, at the minute because the tomatoes are so good but like you roast a few sort of beef tomatoes whole mm. and then just make a normal risotto I think and then I think you can blitz a few of the tomatoes that you've roasted into like a sauce and mix that into the risotto and then keep a few whole roasted like and then roast garlics put in like I just make it up as I go along but maybe like a little bit of nutritional yeast in it to kind of give it like a cheesiness sort of taste and maybe a few capers on top or mm, a few yeah. like um nice herbs and stuff yeah it up. fresh herbs like parsley sprinkle over the top like just very sort of fresh and I mean that's a very good tip uh, Jimmy Oliver taught me that like the tops and the vines of the tomatoes in your veg yeah. stock when you're making the risotto that sounds really sure. good I never thought of that because yeah. I uh, I make veggie stock I have a I make a big pot oh, yeah. of veggie stock every week that I wow. keep in the fridge and then use it for curries and hot pots oh, and, yes. and soups yeah I can't beat it and your stuff. fridge sounds fab <laughs> like pestos <laughs> and all like, I wish I had a fridge like this but I'll um, I'll definitely throw oh, a few do. of these because I keep just do. chucking them into compost but I could yeah, use I'll them yeah do for sure they're, they're the best and for flavour it's just amazing it really is mm. so so that's yeah. a good tip actually yeah, that's amazing <laughs> Jamie Oliver he never disappoints <laughs> <laughs> I love anything like that sort of like zero waste makes you oh, utilise yeah. like, like on- I, onion skins and stock skins and stuff and all that and sort of, yeah, yeah yeah if I'm planning to do a risotto I will like save my little pot of like things you know like a few days before and just make the veg stock and I think that's why I like risotto so much because you are using the waste sort of a thing you mm. know so yeah yeah I keep like um, I keep in a in, in a freezer or in a little vacuum pack um, in the fridge I would keep like the bottoms of cabbages and broccoli oh, and things like that oh, all the yeah, stuff that would yeah. go into compost I just save it and then chuck it yeah. into the stock yeah, it's all good and stuff, throw yeah. it after see that but at least yeah. it had its use yeah. yeah yeah I've kind of enjoyed working in the veg shop because there's a lot of stuff that's thrown out if I see something that looks good but still usable like I will come home with that like I don't think I've <laughs> bought like a pepper like in a long time I just take uh, the damaged ones home and there's just still so yeah. much good like good so stuff much free food home, I yeah. never like I just I'm like a little I don't know what I'm like a get, I get all the wonky just, spuds from the farm yeah, and stuff wonky and, things oh, and just great. I don't know I just love it I think it's great <laughs> we're such like little scavengers there's yeah. a lady there's a lady in the shop the other day it's called zero waste exactly, yeah, exactly it's a lifestyle yeah. she was saying that when she was growing up she went to a wall garden I don't know where in Antrim somewhere just picking I think it was like peaches and plums and and apparently the guy told her they always pick the ones that the birds have pecked because that's the ones that are the most tasty and they'll rot. You need to like you need to follow the birds because they know the best fruit. And that mm. was very interesting because you'd always like turn your nose up at the one that's got the little damage bit. Even in the shop, people won't buy that, you know. Whereas that's the ones that have got the most flavour. Even the wonky stuff has the most flavour because it's kind of been a little bit sort of not stressed, but like it's not normal. So it's more have a bit of a tougher life. So it's a bit more nutrients. I thought it was a very nice wee story that she told, you know, yeah, always. But the stress is good for flavour sometimes. Yeah. Like, so. I know the spinach at the start of the year for us, um, you know, or all those kind of leafy greens, when they had a bit of frost, they tasted so much sweeter. Yeah, yeah. True. Because um, it's like the anti, whatever sort of antifreeze mechanism is released kind of in the leaves or something. It's like sugars kind of, so it actually so. makes it taste nicer. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
it was delicious. I knew, I just didn't believe it. And then I was like, oh yeah, okay. That yeah, when you taste nice it, thing. it yeah. does, yeah. You really notice the difference. So. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Hard life pays off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um, guys, your green scheme, um, how can people, get, well, I suppose the season's nearly over, but yeah. whenever you start a new one, um, how would people get in touch with you if they wanted to subscribe to your scheme or yeah. box? So probably we'll announce it next year if we're going yeah. to do it via Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. So if you can, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. It's Four Leaf Market Garden. Yeah. Um, and from there, like I like to give you updates on what's going on in the garden, and you'll be able to see if we're going to plan on launching it next year. But we can't com- completely commit to it next year. We're not. We're not too sure what way we're going to go. Yeah, we would go- love to to add eggs into it next year. It would be like a nice wee thing. So. Yeah, keep keep up to, up with us on our on yeah. our um, social media, and from there we'll let you know. Yeah, we keep we put plenty of updates out, so you'll always kind of. A few. We're trying to like be a bit like lighthearted and have a few like bit of fun on it too. And Lenny features heavily. He's very much oh, a yes. big help. On yeah, he's just so you yeah. Use him for marketing purposes. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like animal exploitation? Poor yeah. <laughs> Lenny. We make, we make him sign an agreement. Yeah. Oh, um, guys, yeah. Um, with regards to shops and markets, where can people find your veg? So yeah, well, Millbank, we would um, Millbank shop in Sainfield. Um, we would put a lot of stuff into a lot of greens and tomatoes and stuff at the minute um, and then two indie food stores so there's one in Cumber and there's one on the Ormer Road in Belfast um, and sometimes we would do a few other wee shops around Belfast uh, like McElroy's and Bethany Fruit Shop but indie food would probably be the main one at the minute but yeah and then next year we would like to do a few more markets um, sort of like if um, we're invited back to so the Elmfield Market up in Portadown, there is I think the Hillsborough Market, um, sort of f- sort of big mm, food markets. Yeah. We'd like to think about being there and yeah. And there's also there. actually a little pop up um, in Belfast yes. that we're starting to. There's a few actual market gardens are kind of starting to supply into there now called um, Lunchbox. So if you search that on Instagram, I don't think they changed the name of it. So to, they're officially trying to get their premises going, but they're called yeah. Finn. They're called Finn at the minute, aren't they? But they're fab sort of little um startup. They they're only gonna try and get like food and like ingredients from local yeah. sort of market gardeners and their initiative is is amazing. So if you can follow them and we'll be supplying to them next year, fingers crossed. Yeah, they're um, based out of um Port View Trade Centre. Yeah. So So where Hardy Growers does his mushrooms. Yeah, they're right um, beside each other. So yeah, there's gonna be a big sort of initiative going there about sort of like local and organic and as possible in market gardens etc so that's going to be a big big thing next year so just to go and eat i would just go and eat there yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed they'll have us like every week yeah. <laughs> when we're delivering can we just yeah. come in for yeah. a little <laughs> spend all our profits yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds good yeah Guys, uh, thank you very much. It's thank been an absolute much. pleasure. Thanks for having us. We've yeah. loved just sitting and chatting. It's and been great chat. Yeah. <laughs> very relaxed. And you never yeah. like sit in this polytunnel, so it's nice yeah. to kind of change it up and not be. I don't know why not. Like this is the perfect place to just yeah. chill and yeah. have a cup of oh, tea. We've been meaning to get like a little table set up and like a few seats and stuff. Like we yeah. just nicked these seats from up. I know before Zeke we had to like go and find seats. We're like, we were like we're do we have sit seats? On buckets. Yeah, we were, like, I was like, I don't want to sit on a bucket for like an hour. <laughs> 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 just keep the seats, you know. 
yeah. yeah. This is a great surrounding. I mean, it's like, yeah. um, you know, have a dinner in a polytone. We usually have our breakfast here sort of mid-harvest and my breakfast we eat like either drink smoothies or like we have like porridge or something out of a little Tupperware <laughs> and like we usually just sit on the ground. So I think we'll maybe keep these as like a bit of a, a treat, you know, Luxury. you can actually sit down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should get a wee bench or table set up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a hammock. Oh, never oh, get out of oh. <laughs> No, no, no. We'd oh. rather nice. Yeah, we get no work done. No work, You'd have done. never anything done. <laughs> no, like if no. you had a hammock. Especially in, in the summer, like 30 degrees. And then Lenny would click on and he'd be in it all the time. Oh, no, I have to share. Mm. I guess this polyton was like a sauna in the summer. Oh, so maybe mad. hammock outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a few warm. different hammocks. I think we need to have at least two, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Sorry me. guys, podcast over hammock time. <laughs> <laughs> a cup of tea and a hammock, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much guys. This has been amazing and I can't wait to hear what the next season brings for oh, you. Thank you oh, very much. So much. Yeah, it's well you know where we are now, so yeah. welcome back anytime. anytime. Oh definitely. Thank you. If you'd like to see some pictures of Alex and Michael's tiny house and learn more about their market garden, just give them a follow on social media at Four Leaf Market Garden. Their veg tastes absolutely amazing. I've been gifted a full selection of their organic produce. Um, if you are in the Ballina Hinge area, I highly recommend you keep an eye out for the next year's veggie box scheme uh, with these guys. It's definitely worth it. Um, and uh, it is the first time ever that I've tasted white scallop squash. I've seen it before, but I've never actually had it. And uh, I can't get enough of it. That thing is amazing. Um, it's been added to my list of veggies to grow when I have my own garden. So, um, yeah, the, that list keeps growing. Uh, whenever uh, guys talked about the kid in a sweet shop when they're choosing seeds um, to grow, I totally get it um yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do when I have a garden it's it's tough to choose but um anyway uh that scallop squash it's it's really I mean it looks like nothing but it's really nice it's more the the texture of it I really really like it um so far I've only had it raw in salads but um I'm definitely planning to experiment so um yeah stay tuned the risotto recipe that Alex was talking about can be found on jamieoliver.com and just search for roasted tomato risotto. You can easily switch the cheese to a plant-based substitute um, if you want to. I haven't made it yet, but I have already started saving tomato tips from all the lovely tomatoes the guys have given me to try. Um, and the first half of the tomatoes, I took the tips off and I put them in a box uh, to start saving for my next stock and next thing I know my, par my partner chucked it in a pesto. So now we have a pesto with raw tomato tips. <laughs> to be honest it doesn't actually give it much of a tomato taste. Um, I guess that the, it, the boiling is, um, the process of boiling releases the tomato aroma and taste from those tips so um, that's why obviously putting it in stock makes sense. And uh, since we're on the tomatoes, I will share with you my tomato smoothie recipe. That is something I started making recently to utilize this lovely fruit in its raw state. And uh, it's surprisingly, I was a bit scared of it, but it's surprisingly really, really nice. It's really refreshing. 
you'll need either two medium or a handful of baby red ripe tomatoes, medium cucumber and two limes. You peel the limes, chop the cucumber lengthwise half and half to fit into a juicer and chop the tomatoes into small pieces. Now the tomatoes go into blender and if you have a juicer, the cucumber and limes um, will be juiced first and then add it into the blender with the tomatoes and then just blend everything together until the tomato is properly broken down. If you have a high speed blender and no juicer, you can just chop everything into small pieces and just blend it all. And if you need to, you can always strain it through a colander afterwards. Um, if you have some mint in your garden, um, add a few leaves of mint into the mix as well. It is absolutely delicious. Honestly, it's, it's beautiful. It's really refreshing. I love it. And remember that all of our original or adapted shared recipes can be found in the file section of our Facebook group page to download. And you can even download the full podcast recipe collection from the first 50 episodes for a small donation to our chosen health charity, Mind Your Mate and Yourself, based in Newcastle County Down. The recipe collection can also be found on the charity's website as download and donate. Just search for mymy.org.uk download and donate and the link should come up um, you can also learn a little bit about the charity it's amazing charity they've they've been doing amazing work for years and years um, serving the entire Northern Ireland community helping people with mental health and health in general um, focusing on even males mental health so go check them out and um, if you enjoyed this episode or any other please leave us a review or a rating on whichever platform you use to listen to this podcast. I promise it only takes about 30 seconds and it helps other podcast listeners to find the right content for them and it helps content makers like myself find the right kind of audience. And if you have any comments of constructive criticism, suggestions, or if you have a guest in mind that you would really like to hear on the podcast, please drop me a line on social media or email me at thesweetspud at gmail.com. Have a lovely couple of weeks. Find a tiny house to spend a night for a short breakaway. You never know, you might even get inspired. And whatever you do, stay healthy. Until next time. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.